Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. The Holy Spirit gave to me the title, and I said, yes, this is exactly what the Lord wants me to speak on. Because we, we are a generation of people that we are very big on the anointing. We love teachings on the anointing. If I say, how many of you want to be anointed here? Yeah, everybody's going to lift their hands and say, I want to be anointed. For good reasons. For some good reasons, some perverted reasons. But the Lord wants me to teach from the deep inheritance of this spiritual family called Kingswood Ministries International and the new and looking at the body of Christ at large and stories in each generation because we found found proven fact that history is repetitive and so because of that, the Lord put it on my heart. I'm going to teach on what I've titled the weightiness of the anointing. The weightiness of the anointing. I know we all want to carry this anointing. I know we all want to go to the ends of the earth. I know we all want to be a frontliner. Take the anointing of God to the nations. But there is a weight of this anointing. There is a weight of this anointing. And one of the things by the help of the Spirit I want to do is to help us see it. I remember my very first up-close interaction with Dr. K. I had come from campus to come and protocol him in my part three. And there was supernatural going on. I come there and we drove to an apartment where he was staying. It was at um, GRE, Kedja GRE. So he sat on the couch after the service like this. It was on a Friday service. He was laid down on the couch like this. And so there was nobody with him. So I went towards him and I sat beside him. That was my very first up close conversation with him. And I asked him a question. I asked him a question out of my observation in the meeting that we just had. What was my observation? I saw the gift of the Spirit in full operation in Dr. K's life. Particularly the power gift and the revelatory gifts. I'm like, what? Who calls words of wisdom, words of knowledge with such precision and accuracy like this? So I went with, to meet him. Knowing fully well that these were things that I felt like, you know, when somebody is ministering and operating in a particular flow and that flow connects with your flow, there's something that tingles on your inside. So with that, I went to him and said, he was alone, so I caught him like Nicodemus and Jesus. I said, sir, I want to ask you a question. This level of oppression that you are operating in with the gift of the Spirit and all of these things, what did you do? 
and what do you continually do to keep it the way it is the Lord is my witness I was expecting Dr. K to say to me if you know how many hours I fast I was expecting him to say to me just go to one mountain stay there for 30 days and that same kind I'm telling you I was expecting something strong and then he looked at me and said to me love walk just keep on walking in love and rest I said rest I'm telling you I said love walk just keep on walking in love and rest I will never forget that statement in my life and now I look back and I understand what makes people last and not just shine and how you can be in ministry for 30 years 35 years 40 years but it's like every single year God keeps waxing your strength from one glory to another glory to another glory to another glory even to the point where it almost seems as though the story is over all of a sudden then you see another side that rises up how do you explain a man's ministry who in almost 20 something years never spent at least one year straight in Nigeria but every year the part of this just army is like a shining light August 1990 the Lord spoke to him and says raise me a supernatural army 1990 there are people in this room many of which are not even present right here who he doesn't even know your name what makes this kind what what produces this kind is it gifts is it just the anointing is it just prayer is it just fasting there must be something else there must be something else truly that causes these people to carry this thing the anointing is truly heavy it's weighty but there is something else that carries it that while men celebrate this anointing there is, there is a hand that carries that thing from one generation to another generation. I'm not standing before you as one who has arrived, but I'm standing before you as one who, has, who God has granted the grace of generational observation. In other words, I'm able to see things and pick patterns. It's my gift. I can look at things, pick patterns and say, we're not going to do it like this, we're going to do it like this, we're not going to do it like this, we're going to do it like this, da 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 And it's from that insight that I want to teach us today. I pray that our ears hear and our eyes cease. I look at all the people that, I'm that we invited here, Pastor Bimbo, Pastor Chase, Pastor Eddie, Reverend Victor, and I've looked at their lives. They are not people where we say one time ago, before. There's something. There's something that is not the obvious but it's really the obvious. And that's what I want to teach us today. So I'm going to start out by laying a bit of a foundation. Starting from the book of Luke chapter 4 and verse 17. Luke 4, 17. 
And Jesus speaking here, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of the sight of the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. But look at what it says. The first emphasis there, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Why is the Spirit of the Lord upon me? Because I'm anointed. Did you see that? Because he has anointed me. That is why the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, this anointing of God that comes upon a believer, and I'm going to go into that in a moment, is one that God, don't let me go ahead of myself, but this anointing is truly weighty. And it's in God's wisdom, God's plans, God's purpose that he puts that anointing upon our lives. I'm going to talk about the spirit upon the spirit within. My emphasis today would be more on the spirit upon. Luke chapter 4, 13. Let me start from verse 13. Luke chapter 13. I have to run. Luke 13 verse 10. Let's read the TPT version. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Luke 13 verse 10. All right, we're going to read together, everybody. Are you there? All right, one, two, ready and read. One Sabbath day, while Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he encountered a seriously handicapped woman. For 18 years, her condition by demonic spirit of bondage And when Jesus saw our condition, and then he said, I release you forever from this crippling spirit. Instantly, overflow with glorious praise to God. Next verse. Verse 14. One, two, three, go. Verse 15. You hypocrites. And lead it away to waters. Next verse, verse 16. This beloved daughter of Abraham. Now, Jesus looked, this is where I'm going to. Jesus looked at this woman. I was taking, talking to them and said, ought not this King James, says, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom the devil has bound these 18 years, be loosed from my infirmities, ought not this woman. In other words, when Jesus said the word, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, he was looking at her from the perspective of the covenant of Abraham, which means by the reason of Abrahamic covenant, which this woman is a part of, this woman should not be bound low this 18 years. Remember the scripture we read earlier, Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. So we see that anointing in the life of Jesus and then trying to demonstrate it in the life of this woman. So he looked at this woman and said, ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom the devil has bound low this 18 years, be loosed of her infirmities. This woman was bound low like this for 18 years. You can imagine somebody like this 
for 18 years by the spirit of infirmity. And so Jesus looked at this woman and said, Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, in other words, by the reason of the fact that you are a daughter of Abraham, you should not be bound low. Now, if we look at Abrahamic covenant and we study Abrahamic covenant, we see how powerful, how potent that covenant is. But look at it. If we look at it in context to this time, if Jesus was looking at you now, what would Jesus say? Would Jesus say, ought not this daughter, ought not this son, being a daughter or a son of Abraham? Would that be what he says? In other words, ought not you, being a son of God, ought not you, being a son of Jesus, you know, being bound low these 18 years, if you look at the Abrahamic covenant, it means that this woman should not be there if she knew by herself who she was. In other words, by herself, just knowing who she was, a daughter of Abraham, by herself she can come out of the thing. She didn't need Jesus to come and tell her, ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham. By the reason of that covenant, look, I have, a, I have a covenant here. By this covenant, I should not be bound low. Pam, she can stand up. How much more us? By the covenant we have in Christ, now, guess what there? There were things Abraham never experienced that we are experiencing. For example, Abraham never experienced the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit inside of him. Never. Abraham never experienced Zoe, the life of God, inside of him. In other words, we then have things far better <laughs> far I'm going somewhere I wanted to just follow me far better but by the reason of revelation awareness you operate in it what I'm trying to say to you is that what you are not aware about you can fall for it what you are not aware about you can be held bound towards it but by insight and being aware you can say because I'm aware of these things I'm not supposed to go my route this way and so Jesus used the anointing upon his life to heal the woman. How powerful is the anointing? Wow! The anointing. And when God wants to do anything in a man's life, he backs you up with his anointing. But you see, that anointing has a vocabulary. Listen to me now. It is called constraint. And I'm going to go into that in a moment now. Now, let's start out by saying what is the anointing? What is the anointing? The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27 it says, it shall come to pass in those days that this body shall be taken away from your shoulder and is yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. The Bible says in the book of Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6, it says it's not by... So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So what then is the anointing? Now, the moment I started to talk about the anointing, what came to your mind, believe what I've said to you because I know, is oil. Uh -huh. 
So we equate oil to the anointing. Now listen to me. There are people, if you go to Paris, to go to some restaurants around the world, that same olive oil is what they use to fry akara or beans or whatever. The anointing is not the oil. The anointing is not the handkerchief. The anointing is not the mantles. Those are channels of the anointing through which the anointing can be made manifest. Channels. But it's not the real thing. I'm going to show you in the scripture in a moment now. The anointing. What is the anointing? Let me give it to you this way. If you watch Premiership and you have a DSTV in your house, the DSTV has all the channels you want to watch. Football, movies, play, whatever it is. The DSTV has that. Now, the DSTV is the body that encapsulates all of these channels, right? So you want to watch Super Sport, you go to Super Sport and watch Super Sport. But the DSTV, I don't want to call their name, but DSTV is the one. That thing, which is the DSTV, is the one that supplies the other channels. So it's the same way with the handkerchief, with the aprons and all of those things. The DSTV itself, that anointing itself is the spirit of God. Are you following what I'm saying? Let's show it in the scriptures. Let's show it in the scriptures. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Acts 10, 38. Oh my God. Thank you, Lord. Look at what the Bible says here. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? The Holy Spirit and power. The Holy Spirit and power. Power. First Samuel chapter 13 and verse 13. First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 13. I'm talking about what is the anointing. What is the anointing? The Bible says, and then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brother, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. The spirit of the Lord came upon him. So the anointing there is the spirit of the Lord. How God anointed Jesus Christ with Holy Ghost and with power. How God anointed. So the anointing there is the spirit of the Lord. The anointing there is not oil. The anointing there, you can see it in this expression, but the anointing there, so when, the, when you say, I'm anointed, you are not saying there is oil upon my head as it were. When you say, I'm anointed, what you're saying is, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Do you understand that? This is why Jesus went in the book of Luke chapter 4 verse 18. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because what? He has anointed me. So every time you see the anointing, you see the spirit of the Lord. Are you following what I'm saying? Luke chapter 4 verse 18 that I read to you. You see it right there. So what is the anointing? Number one. The anointing is God's spirit in and upon a man's life. Now, let me say this to you. Okay, I'll say the number two. The anointing is God's spirit in and upon a man's life. Ah, this thing I'm going to teach you today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, a generation will be saved. 
Can you pray in the spirit one minute, everybody? Just pray in the spirit. Geruvele duze ze bradiga parwajele ke pravele ke brandes ke vele kapalwazizo. Mengredilia borum vera katre dozuze beliga zikatalia jele brakatolia zize keto pradila kabaya. Listen to me, everybody. I heard Benihin. One time he went to meet Ora Robert because they were close neighbors. He went to a robot's meeting and told Oral that he wanted to speak to him. He used to call him doctor. So doctor told him to come to his house after the meeting. And so he sat down in Dr. Oral's house. And he said to him, he said, sir, he said, the crusade I went to, there is a man, he mentioned the man's name, I don't want to mention here. He said, this man would come there and begin to worship and the moment this man began to worship, people will be standing out from wheelchairs. People will be getting healed. People, all of those things will be happening. And when he looked at a robot and said to him, but sir, I know this man. We know him. This man, after he's done with every meeting, goes to sleep around. He says, this man is this, this man is that. He says, how come the anointing is still operating in this man's life? A robot says something to him. He said, the anointing of God, when it comes upon a man's life, it stirs up both the good and the bad. <laughs> I'm going to show you through scriptures. Though. He said, that is why you can be anointed and still do signs and wonders. But after some time, the purity begins to dwindle off. I'm teaching this message particularly because I know there are people here at Quiver who are graduating from Quiver today. By the help of the Spirit of God, God will help us and grant us all grace. Because it's not Him that starts. Glory to God. So I'm talking about the weightiness. This thing comes with weights. What is the anointing? The anointing is God's spirit in and upon a man. Number two. The anointing is God's shared ability with a man. God's shared ability. In other words, when God wants to send you to do whatsoever he wants you to do for him or through him, he would have to back you up with his ability. That ability is the anointing. That ability. Remember I said to you, the anointing, don't think about the oil. Think about the spirit of the Lord overshadowing you. Remember what the spirit of the Lord, the angel said to Mary. He said, how shall these things be? He said, the spirit of the Lord will overshadow you and what will come out of you. In other words, when I want to do anything with your life, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. So the, the anointing is God's shared ability with man. Number three, the anointing is a result producer. A result producer. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 10 verse 27, it says, it shall come to pass in this day that the burden will be taken away from the shoulder and is yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed by the anointing. The anointing is a result producer. Sometimes you don't even know how you are seeing the manifestation. It's by the anointing. You don't even know how God is doing the things he's doing with your life. It's by the anointing. There is another spirit that is operating in your life, unknown to you sometimes, by the anointing. 
the anointing is a result producer. Now you understand why David prayed. He says, my head as thou exalted as the head of a unicorn. He says, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. The anointing produces supernatural results. But while the anointing does all of these things that it does, the anointing is very weighty. And there are consecrations that comes with the anointing. Listen to me very carefully. What happens many times is that when we receive that empowerment of the Spirit, we get powered by it and begin to do things, signs and wonders everywhere. But sometimes in the works and the manifestation, we forget the things that empowers and all that thing to keep flowing over. I remember it was Billy Graham who said that the anointing can destroy a very good man. The anointing. What is the anointing? The anointing is a burden of consecration. A burden of consecration. Now you understand why we are called Christians. Because the word Christ is called the anointed one. So when, we, when they call us Christians, is the followers, or let me put it this way, the anointed people that follows the anointed one. Did you hear what I said? Now, it is very important to understand, which is where I'm going into this thing deep now, that as a believer, there are two dual operations of the anointing of God upon your life. Two. There is what we call the spirit upon you and the spirit within you. The spirit upon you and the spirit within you. Open your Bible with me to the book of 1 John chapter 2 and verse 20. 1 John 2, 20. It says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Go to verse 27. Verse 27. It says, but the anointing which you have received from, from him abides in you. It says, and you do not need anyone to teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you all things, and it's true, and it's not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you abide in him. It says, the anointing abides in you. Remember I said the anointing is not the oil inside of you. It's the spirit of God inside of you. So you have the anointing inside of you. You have the spirit of the Lord inside of you. Open again with me to the book of John chapter 4 and verse 14. Remember when Jesus was speaking to the woman by the well. In verse 14 it says, But whosoever drinks of the water that I give to him will never test. But the water I give would, the water that I give him would become in him. In him. You see that there. In him. So the anointing in him. Open again with me to the book of Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 26. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26. It says, I would give you a new heart and a new spirit within you. Do you see that? Within you. It says, and I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a new a, a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit where? Where? 
where and cause you to walk in my status and you will keep my judgment and do them John chapter 14 and verse 16 I'm preaching this way systematically because I, I want to hit something and I want you I want you to see the difference John chapter 14 and verse 16 it says we're going all the way to verse 17 it says, and I will pray the Father and will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor know him, but you know him for he dwells where? With you and it would be in you. Can you see that? So you see that the spirit of the Lord is where? Talk to me. Now, in the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. We see what Jesus told the disciples there. It says, But ye shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has done what? Come where? Upon you. You know there's a difference. For example, my intestine is where? In me. This Bible is where? On me. There's a difference. There is one in me there is one on me. Now, the one in you and the one on you, they play significant role, but their operations are different. And I'm going to explain it to you in the Bible in a moment. Now, let's look at another scripture that attests to the fact that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. Isaiah 61 and verse 1. The Bible says the spirit of the Lord God is where? Upon me. Jesus is speaking here. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. In other words, the spirit within you and the spirit upon you, the spirit upon you is for the callings of God in your life. In other words, when God calls you for a specific assignment, there is an anointing that is placed upon your life. And that anointing is then seen in your life to do the assignment through which God has called you to do. That anointing is upon your life. But there is an anointing that every one of us have. It's the anointing of the Lord inside of us. It's the Holy Spirit inside of us. Everybody has that one. But guess what? The anointing of God upon my life, if God has called me into government, might be different in his manifestation if God has called my wife into the apostolic office. Same anointing, but different operations. You see that anointing, that one that is upon you. Listen to what I'm saying to you now. That one that is upon you, it is God that gives it to you. And when he gives it to you, I love the way Aura Robert says it. He says, whenever God gives you an anointing, he gives it to you. You can do whatever you like with it. In other words, he said, I mean, it was Aura Robert that was saying this. He says that, you can use that anointing to destroy somebody. You can use that anointing. It's the same way the devil did not become less powerful. Because when God gives you, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. When God gives you, what, I hope you understand what I mean by less powerful. It's not like the devil is powerful. When God gives you that anointing, is for what he has called you to do. How do you get the anointing? Let me do this quickly. Three, three ways. Number one, 
by obeying spiritual rules. That's not the cross of my message, but this is Jara. By obeying spiritual rules. Number two, by divine ordination, which means before I formed you, I knew you and as ordained you as a prophet to the nation. In other words, you didn't have to pray or do anything about it. That anointing was given to you by ordination from God in heaven. By divine ordination. Number three, by service. The Bible says concerning Elijah, where is the man who poured water in the hands of Elijah? The Bible puts it this way. He says, surely the word of the Lord will be in his mouth. He says, surely the word of the Lord will be in his mouth. The anointing. So how does the anointing that is upon you and the anointing that is within you, how do they both function? Listen. When the anointing of God is upon you, let me say something to you. My primary office is apostolic and prophetic. If I come to this place right now and I don't pray, and I just raise one song, I tell you the truth, there will be events will begin to happen in this place. Because that anointing is upon me. The moment I step into my office, that anointing comes as a garment, is right upon me. Once I come into that place, the anointing begins to manifest. It's a gift given to me by God. It's upon me. Are you hear what I'm saying? But guess what? That anointing has its own constraint. If I keep moving with that anointing, keep moving with that anointing, keep moving with that anointing, without understanding the constraint and the consecration with that anointing, I'm going to hit a rock. That's what happens to a lot of people. Particularly a generation that is anointing thirsty. It's almost like blood-sucking demons. We've now turned to blood anointed you we are anointing testing I think it was um, God's general Robert Laden who said he said one ten out of how did he say that statistics something let me just paraphrase this that out of every 15 or 10 people who showed signs of the anointing heavy upon their life. He said the ones that stayed pure, they were only a few percentage. If you go read God's generals, you would observe a pattern. Particularly the ones that have heavy healing anointing upon their life. This anointing has weight. It has weight. And I want you to listen to me, please. Because I sense in my heart that something heavy will be released in this meeting today. I'm telling you the truth though, because the Lord showed me. Something heavy. We've not started this supernatural army work yet. From these wells, eruption, eruption, Eru what will begin to happen to people? The gift of the spirit in manifestation. I'm telling you the truth. God will just stir the hearts of some people amongst us. You will look, that's what Pastor Chase was saying earlier. You will look at somebody in the next two years say, ah, we never knew this kind of person can replicate what Pierce is doing today. I'm telling you the truth. You will see how the anointing will raise and raise on some people and there will be supernatural liftings amongst us. Mark what I'm saying. In the next one year, people who are in the back of the line are coming to the front of the line. Mark what I'm saying to you in this meeting today. But I, I want to teach you how to preserve this thing. I want to teach you how. Glory to God. 
the weightiness of the anointing. Open your Bible with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 28. Hmm. I want to show you something. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 28. No, let, let, me, let me skip things. because Let me skip things. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. Are you there? Now jab somebody and say, P.S. don't start to. All right. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of power may be what? Of God and not of us. Give me the TPT version. Give me the TPT version. Let's read this together, everybody. One, two, three, go. That carry these glorious treasures within us so that his immeasurable power would be seen as God's. Pause there. I know we have been taught that there are things God cannot do in your life. God would not, God cannot use somebody who is faultless. God cannot use somebody who has flaws. It's a lie. I've checked through the Bible over and over and over and over and over again. I have understood one fact that in, in contrary to what we say, God doesn't use people who have faults. Everybody in the Bible except Jesus was faultless. No blame. How do you explain Abraham? Abraham, who we call the father of nations today, was going and then told his wife, you are going to lie, oh, so that they don't kill me. You are going to lie. And we still called him the father of nations. How does God use people who are faultless? In other words, God can put the anointing on a fault, on someone who has faults. But guess what? This is why the fruit of the spirit is necessary so that that fault will be stabilized by the fruit of the spirit. Somebody says, I'm waiting for God to make me perfect before I enter into ministry because I have some challenges. You are going to wait long. What, why we have the fruits of the Spirit is that in the process, while we are working ourselves out, we have these eighteen vessels that the power is not seen, it's not of you, it's not of you, it's of God. So if I come here and I declare that by this time tomorrow, in the name of Jesus, somebody under the sound of my voice is entering into a breakthrough promotion. What is going on there is because by the reason of the anointing upon my life, God is confirming his words because he called me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's confirming his word because when God gives you his power and he gives you his spirit, he has to back that spirit with manifestation. In other words, I could have finished doing all sorts out there and I come in before the people there and there is still that manifestation that the excellency it says we are eating virtues. That's why nobody can take the glory of these things. Nobody. Nobody explain, Nobody can explain how do you think about it? How do you look at somebody who has cancer and you say in the name of Jesus cancer out and just by words just words, words you are using to eat, words you are using to talk, just by words, cancer disappeared out of, there's something else powering that thing. Are you following what I'm saying? When you stand in that office, the anointing backs up that office. But Sama, that thing is weighty. Let me tell you one of the reasons why when the new was going to start, I was first worried. Because this is what Pastor Chase was talking about. I looked at my faults 
and I said, God, if you put this oil on me, it will amplify it. Ah, the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Let me say it this way. The anointing upon is loose guard. It will move in any direction. I tell you the truth. It will move in any direction. But for sustenance, you need to understand what I'm about to show you now. Imagine the anointing resting on a lying lips. The anointing will rest though. Imagine the anointing resting, I'm telling you the truth. Imagine the anointing resting on a greedy person. It will still rest though. Let me tell you something. There are laws of the spiritual. If you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. It's a law of the spiritual. In other words, if you spend time in consistent obeying the rules of the spiritual, in fasting, in praying, in honoring, that anointing will fall upon your life. Just obey the spiritual rules. It will rest upon your life, but it does not mean it will keep you long. The keeping part is on you and on me. The anointing. The anointing. Somebody shout, I'm anointed. Shout it very loud, I'm anointed. When I was praying, the Lord told me that one of the things that's going to happen in this meeting, listen to me very carefully. It says, I'm going to hand over to people ancient mantles in your lineage. It says, there's going to be a well that will pop open. You know how we are digging when you want to do dig borehole, and all of a sudden you touch the earth and then water begins to fall and then water just begins to pour forth. The Lord said to me, that's what's going to happen in these meetings. He says, people are going to carry things they will not be able to express and understand it. They will go to the sick and say, in the name of just rise up and work, and they will not say, ah, this thing happened. It's going to be like, what? Why is this thing happening to me? Not knowing that they received something at the wells. Something rested upon them. But he said to me, teach them how to keep these things. Because Salman, this thing is to the ends of the earth. Oh. It's to the ends of the earth. It's to the ends of the earth. Thank you, Jesus. In other words, the anointing can come upon you by obeying spiritual principles even if you are in sin. Even if you are practicing it. Have you met those people by the roadside who give word of wisdom? When you look at some of them, you see that those men, women, some of them they'll say, bros, they'll come and hit your glass. Say, bros, I have word for you. Sometimes you look at the accuracy of what they are saying. And be wondering what is going on here. Perversion. Perversion. Glory to God. I want to share with you 10 common errors of the anointed. 10 common errors of the anointed. Look at me, everybody. The Lord said this to me yesterday, and it took me on a spiritual journey. 
in King's World Ministries International and the Lord said, I want to show you something in deeper waters. I said, I'm going to help you plot the graph out of the things I've shared with you and I want you to share these things with them. And he says, these are the things looking through the body of Christ, looking through one generation to another generation to another generation and looking through the history of this ministry. You know, I asked Dr. K to do a video for me, but I guess it was, it's, been, it's quite busy. I think it might have even done itself. Say that again. They are still rendering. Yes, okay, retreat. It was talking about something during the, um, that prayer that we had. It was talking about spiritism and um, spirituality. And how he was still gisting me about this one. How some people were in a prayer meeting. And it was said it was Pastor May that came back to tell him that this was going on in your church. Room. They were in a prayer meeting. And while they were praying, one of them stopped and said, Wait, we can sense the presence, the spirit of another brother that has relocated to UK. He said, That spirit is amongst us here. <laughs> you heard what Pastor May said. He said it. He said they would stand like this. They were proposing to each other in tongues. Shalimo Kombrahai. He said, Kele then they now called him to come and be interpreting the tongues. When we were on campus, there were a group of people who were ablaze. They went to the mountain top to pray. They said Jesus told them the day he was coming and that they were going to a loop. A loop. Disappear. Transform, transfigurate. Let me say something. You can be laughing now. is not a laughing. You know, there's a way you can hear these messages and in your mind you are just saying, ah, look at these things. What you are, what your, the panting of your heart must be, search me, oh God, and know my ways. If there's any evil way in me, Lord, help me, oh, help me. That's, that's your prayer. Because when the anointing comes, I understand what I'm talking about. When you go before a door that you knock once and they say, go away. Then you come back anointed and you come there and they say, we are, it is you we have been waiting for. When God bestows honor upon you, it's a different thing. You, know? you might not be able to understand what I'm talking about, because, but when God puts certain things, you begin to see some oppression. You would understand the power of constraint. Remember what I said to you the other day when the chief priest was asking Jesus, he says, like, are you the Messiah? He said, yes, I am. Then do you do this, 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 this? And the Bible says, and he kept quiet. At that point, Jesus should be able to justify himself. And if he said the words to them, look at what the Bible says, where gets this man this kind of wisdom? In other words, if he was talking to them and speaking to them, they will be convicted by what he has said to them. And they say, no, 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 no. This guy didn't do what he did. This guy, come on, yeah, everybody get away from here. You are free, let's go. But because of the fact that he had to do the will of the Father, by the reason of all the accusation, he kept quiet constraint. The real power is constraint. Real power. Listen, when God anoints you, listen to what I'm about to say to you. The first rule he gives to you is take this anointing but take constraint with it. Use that constraint with whatever way you want to use it and let me watch how you're going to use it to do. What you're going to use it to do. You, have, you can have the power to destroy and build up but God is looking at you and saying the anointing I gave to you is to solely to build. Not to destroy anyone. You take that power and you begin to use it to destroy. Then you watch out perversion. Are you following what I'm saying? The anointing. Guess what? 
I'm not talking to only pastors here. I'm not talking to only evangelists here. There is who we call Bezalia and Oholiab in the Bible. They were anointed to build creative builders. Are you following what I'm saying? There is an anointing. That's what the Bible says in Romans, I think it's Romans 12. It says, having gift difference. The same anointing of the Spirit. But different manifestations. That's why you see the anointing of leadership upon the life of Nehemiah. The anointings, governments. So everybody under the sound of my voice, I'm telling you, the moment God calls you, there's something upon your life and suddenly within you. How do you constrain this thing? I called Dr. K. I'm going to say it in coded ways. There was a man of God. Some of you might know this. There's a man of God in this country. In the 90s, 80s, we are talking about big men of God today in Nigeria. They, none came close. None. Ah, I almost dropped the name. None. In fact, he played a major role even in the world of faith. His church. Big church. I called Dr. K one day. I said, Dr. K, this man is no longer in the radar. What's going on? He's relocated now. He's no longer in Nigeria. I said, what's going on? He said, ah. He said, that man will get angry to a point he will be slapping his members. He said, he will get angry to a point he will be slapping his members. Though anointed, yet many manifestations, it was just a matter of time. Constraint. Number one, 10 common errors of the anointed. 10 common errors of the anointed. Number one, jealousy and envy. Jealousy and envy. If you've never dealt with this in your life, what a holy son and daughter of the Lord you are. But if you have dealt with this in your life or you are still dealing with it, look towards me. If you have not, between gone. Let me tell you why jealousy and envy is a big deal for the anointed. Listen to me. There is something that comes with the anointed people. When you are anointed by God, your eyes begins to see. In other words, God will begin to show you visions and dreams of what is possible and what he wants to do with you. Every time you go to God in the place of prayer, he will begin to tell you things about what he's going to do with you. He's going to show you nations. You're going to see things. Possibilities will fill your heart. Too much of it. But the moment you step out of that place of prayer, it's almost as though possibilities and manifestation, they are not working together. You'll be wondering, why are you showing me these things if you are never going to allow me to walk in it? Why are you showing me these things that I'm never going to be able to handle it? Why are you showing me these things that I'm not going to be able to taste it? And guess what? In the middle of all of those things, there will be somebody somewhere close to you. I don't know why God does some of those things with people. But there will be somebody somewhere close to you that you are going to be seeing the exact same thing. Guess what? Some of those people are not even praying. Some of those people are not even fasting. Some of those people don't even have a spiritual walk with God. They are not even coming to church like you. But God is still showing you things. Guess what? You will now be advising them. You will be talking to them. 
you'll be conversing with them, but they would have the manifestation, you will not have it. And then in that moment, God is trying to deal with something there. Listen, have this happened to you before? Every time you go to God, if you are truly called of God, every time you go to God and say, God, anoint me, he will say, put anointing aside. Come, let me talk to you. This character problem, let us solve it first. I don't know how I start praying. Lord, I need fresh grace. Then the moment you start speaking in English, is something else that is coming out. Tongues and interpretation of tongues. Lord Jesus, help me. Do to me what you want. You, you will now be fighting like you are steering the wheel against him. He said, no, pariako. Lord, anoint me afresh. He said, but do to me what you want. He's like, look. He said, look, come back here. Come back here first. Let me take out this bitter thing away from your life. Let me remove this thing that can happen, this, that can break away this thing that is happening with you, that would happen with you. That's what happens. Jealousy and envy. Listen, I believe this is one thing we are going to fight to. We go and be with the Lord. Because the next person's manifestation is, look, in this whole earth, we are all in the middle. Even the richest man on the earth is in the middle before somebody. No matter how rich you are, you go to some places, you park your car outside. You get to some places, you drive your car inside. It, that's how God has designed this thing. Jealousy and envy. You're going to have to deal with it. Let me tell you what jealousy and envy does. Is that it steals from you the joy of your salvation. And once the joy of your salvation is stolen, you don't have strength. Because it's with joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The moment the joy of your salvation is taken, what is the joy of salvation? Is there that, you know, your experiences with God, the, the things you worked out with God, those things that give you inner joy with the Spirit of the Lord, palm, taken away from you. Glory to God. Number two. money I'm not against all these things though. God wants to bless I'm talking about the constraint listen when you are anointed these things will come oh yes but we are not searching it's not about the pursuit of those things how do you deal with money do you know that it is harder to deal with believers where money is concerned than some people. Greed. The spirit of greed is like Balaam. Once money is involved, I, I, look, I, I think it was, I, I don't know if it was Kenny Hagen or one, or one of these men of God who talked about the story of a particular guy who was a pastor of the church and after the service is over, it would take the money of the church I mean, this even happened when I was growing up. I, I remember this very vividly. There was a guy who was the head usher. The Lord is my witness, the head usher. In the church I used to go to there. After the service is over, I was very young. I just used to observe this thing. Every week, this guy is always buying clothes, buying new things. I'm, no, no, no. I'm telling you the fact. Every time he's always buying new things. One day I saw him. I, I believe God wanted me to see that thing for where I was going to. After the service was over, he counted the money like this. And he was looking like this. And took the money and put it inside his pocket took the money and put it inside his pocket. Let me tell you something. There was, it, there was no way 
Judas entered in the middle of the disciples with the hope of stealing. It doesn't start, you don't start out like that. When you begin to see abundance, how do you control yourself? I'm not talking to you based on where you are now. Because based on where you are now, your response to me, oh, look at that, how would they be stealing church money? It's because you are still counting some money. The moment they open door of money, three billion in your church, how do you respond? Whereby you can take 150 million and nobody will know. How do you respond? Because you are the pastor, you are the one laboring. You can take it and, and, and say, this is the day the Lord has made. Eat whatever you want. Let me eat and dine my, my life here. How would you respond? There's a God that sits in heaven that rules in the affairs of men. No? He's watching everything that we are doing. Glory to God. The anointed, you must pass. This test of money will come. How do you respond to money? And let me say something to you. If you don't learn it now, let me tell you a real life story. Somebody called me. Real life story. Somebody called me and said, let me say it because these things are very important that you say these things. Somebody called me on the phone and said, P.S. During the feast, I want to give, I, I, I want to give some money to the new. The person called and said, I, want, I think it was $40,000 or $30,000, I can't remember. And the person said, um, I want, no, the person said, I want to sow, a, God put it in my heart to sow a seed to you. And I want to give this X amount, $40,000 or $30,000. I can't remember again. And the person said, which the news account should I send it to? The moment he said, which the news account should I send it to? It nullified me in the process. I did not say, take my account. Are you following what I'm saying? I didn't say, take my account and send it to me. The moment he said, which the news account it meant that that sin was no longer for me. It was for the new. Take the, the new account. Somebody, eh? My account, I'm the new. And I have no taste for mere religion without change. I'm the new. For $30,000, you perish your journey. The oil lifted. How much is that? What was that? How much is that? In the grand scheme of things, what is that? We don't even run church with that money in this church. You know how much you spend a yearly for this? Glory to God. Money. The moment they talk money, all your party, you know, party. <laughs> I have to run now. Everything is up. You are drawn. Ah, Inflating figures. Bus service is 20k. You call it 25k. In case they, they look, 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 they say, in case we have flat tire, 5k. So you will pump flat, you will pump tire for 5k. I'm 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 helping people. Number four. Number three, women. The Bible says, Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 3. Let's look at Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 3. Women and men. It says, Because of the fragrance of your good ornament. You know, the ornament is like anointing. It says, Your name is ornament put forth. Therefore, the virgins love you. 
Did you see that in the Bible? Because of the anointing. You know, you can do things and close mouth or clean mouth. Because of the anointing. You have to be... Look, anyone that is carrying egg doesn't tap football. You are selling egg and you are tapping football on the street with egg on your head. You know, you know, you know, is it that they are doing you or you want to be dude? <laughs> Women, you know, it was Reverend Femi Oduwale who said that many years ago I heard he said Beelzebub, the god of the bees. He said whenever there is honey, the bees will perch there. Whenever there is oil, the bees will perch there. Whenever there is the anointing, the women will come. Say also with the men. The men will come. How do you deal with this thing? This is not a condemnation message. Listen, if, if that has happened before, no, 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 that's not what we are talking about here. It's from this point. Now you see better. Now you know better. Where do we go from here? Guess what? Even when you fall, if the righteous man falls down seven times, seven times will he rise again. As long as this word is in your spirit and God sees the purity of your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't let them program you. You know, I've been saying this thing. They say, Pastor Chase, somebody, a girl looks at you and say, you know, you can trust me. There's a kind of trust I can, you can have for me. Anything you tell me, I don't know how to talk anyhow. I keep it to myself. In other words, she's telling you that if we enter that place, <laughs> trust the Lord with all women. Number five. Number four. Over bloated estimation of oneself. Ah, this one is a is a trap of the wicked. A trap over bloated estimation of oneself. I almost fell into this trap three years ago. The Lord showed me in the dream of the night. You know, when God loves you, he will go to any extent to warn you. It was from that day I stopped seeing the success of the new. You know, people ask me all the time and say, can't you see what is going on? I truly, I'm not using this as a, I'm saying this humbly so. God sees my heart. I actually don't see the things that is going on in this church. I actually don't see the success. How God erased that thing from my mind, I know it's supernatural. Because you can become anointed and begin to think that I don't have to wait for someone to come for this sacrifice. Let me go and sacrifice myself. I don't have to wait for someone now who is somewhere in the grand scheme of things. What happened there is that the devil overbloated your perception of yourself. And let me tell you something. The way your perception is overbloated, many times it happens with people's suggestions and, and talks towards you. Ah, ah, see word now. You they preach. Ah, word that. You are like this already. Overbloated. Ah, P.S. Leadership. If you see leadership, you see P.S. And in your mind, you are thinking everywhere you go to, you are a leader. Over bloated estimation. If I want to go and plant a church now, now, the way I'm going to lead in planting that church now is not the way I'm leading here. I'm leading here because by experience, you know me. Are you getting what I'm saying? If I go there and say, lift your right hands up right now. They're looking at me. What's wrong with this guy? Now I say, in this church, I, I, can I crave your indulgence? Please, can you kindly lift your... There's a way you communicate. 
You only demand when you have been trusted. If you are a pastor, you are a leader, you are demanding, you have not been trusted, you earn that thing. Deposits. Glory to God. Over bloated estimation of oneself. Number what? Number five. Ooh. Pastor B. Five more minutes. Give me five minutes. Just uh, want to go on break? We should go on break. So we'll come back before Reverend Victor. Okay. Number five. Equality with God. <laughs> I don't even need to teach on that one. You, you're on Twitter now. Uh-huh. You're on social media. You see the things that's going on there. You know what we're you know what we're gonna see? I can bet you before we all go and be with the Lord, somebody will say, I died for you all. <laughs> no, no, no. Somebody will say this thing. And let me say something to you. These things usually start out very innocently. Just innocent. You begin to see yourself as equal with God. There's nothing God will do on the earth that I don't know about. And let me warn, listen, let me warn you. I'm online and whatever, let me warn it. Blood can carry it. Let me warn you. There is no body that takes the role of correcting the body. Don't carry yourself to that lane. Go and check. I'm telling you the truth. Go and check history. Go just sometimes don't talk too much. Just go and look at history in the body of Christ and see the end goal of those things. Go and check it. It can last 10, 15 years. You will see the end of it. Don't carry yourself to that point where you are too critical spirit. Everything you are criticizing, everything you are looking. No, no. No, no. What do you say? It's not God, it's God. What is this? And I've seen it. A lot of people that have that critical spirit, they don't have results. You don't see it in their lives. You don't see it. It's just, it's just talk. They just know how to say, oh, this and this. And they don't have results. Please, never take the role of God. Even in the life of people, never take the role of God. Glory to God. Number what? Six. Anger. I think the best of us, the Lord is still helping all of us with it. There was one day, you know, may I tell you people these things. Two years next conference. Somebody did something, maybe one of the pastors, I was not, ah. Thank God for good wife. My wife was pulling my clothes like this. Babe, don't talk outside. I will talk. This is unacceptable. And let me tell you something. In the realms of the spirit, everything is naked. The devil knows the weaknesses. Number one. Seven. Isolation. I'm not going to dwell on this one. When the devil wants to give you full stop, he isolates you. That's the plan of the enemy. Any revelation that makes you Galatians 2 2. Apostle Paul took the revelation he received from God and went to submit it to those who were above him. 
Number what? Number eight. Outgrowing spiritual guidance or mentors. Outgrowing. Final one. What? Number nine. Okay, yes. Number nine. Love. Relationship. I love him, I love you too. See. Men and women. Brethren. I've, I've observed these things about anointed people. You know, this is what, in fact, when Ora Robot was speaking to Benny Hinn, Ora Robot said this. He said that when you, when you carry the anointing, one of the ways, ah, this is so powerful. It says one of the ways the anointing functions is by compassion. So an anointed person is usually a compassionate person. In other words, an anointed person would be in touch with their emotions to be able to dispense the work of the ministry. Once you're anointed, you're in touch with your emotions because through that emotions flows compassion. He said, but what happens is that when that anointing rests upon a good and a bad side, it flows out and manifests on the two. You then have to take a sieve, which is the fruit of the spirit, to sieve out the bad sides so that you can retain the good virtues. In other words, what happens to a lot of people who are called of God is that when it comes to this marriage matter, I now, you know I mean, when Dr. K on campus days, I remember then, I mean, Pastor Eddie and I were still having a conversation the, about the other day, how Dr. K was always talking about marriage. Every time he comes, saying, marry right, marry right, marry right. Let me tell you something. You have no business. To, you can't be anointed, called to the ministry, called of God, and you are talking to an unbeliever. And your hope is to convert him. Or your hope, and listen, don't find, don't find something to accept Something away from the word of God. So, well, maybe it's better not to really marry somebody that is really in the ministry. You know, it's okay. You don't have to marry somebody that's in the ministry. But one thing you must know for sure is that shall two work together except they are great. The totality of your calling can be destroyed by one wrong relationship. One. One. Lastly, offense. offense it's been proven that the people who leave the ministry many of them were offended people who when it comes to the call of God upon their life offense let me share a story with you openly so it's on I openly I've shared it with my pastors before Pastor Chase and Pastor are here, so I want to share it openly because the Lord asked me to share it openly. Didn't pay me, so let me start there. <laughs> Last year I was going to going for summer blast because I realized that the stories of men are a bit the what's in the doctor? 
with me. I in their stories. I was going for summer blasts. <laughs> Dr. K, we hear this thing, but it's good. He laid it online. <laughs> I was going on summer blast. So, I knew that the way I've booked my trip was I'll land in... I was going to Texas for Southwest Believers Convention. I'll land there, and then straight away, some, um, the Southwest Believers Convention starts. So, I went... I booked the, the, I was trying to book the flight so I found out the flight because I, I mean if I'm going straight there I needed to fly business class so and I did the figures we checked online and realized it was $7,000 so I said ah, because I know Dr. K flies a lot I said to myself if I talk to Dr. K Dr. K will usually have points so instead of me paying $7,000 if he uses his points for me I'll pay maybe $4,000 or $5,000. At least he would take some part away from it for me. So I didn't want to call him because I usually don't like I mean, I've, I've never called Dr. K for anything so I just didn't want to call him. So I called Pastor Dotun. I said, Pastor Dotun, you travel a lot now. Please let me use your point. Pastor said, ah, that he doesn't have points on that. It's Dr. K. That should go and talk to Dr. K. That Dr. K is my father now. That Dr. And Dr. K. <laughs> These things are training now. Dr. K will be, will be talking to Dr. K and say, hey, you know that musician that came to America? Immora Business Class Fool. And so I all those, you know that one that came to you? I paid his flight. You know that one that came to I paid his. I said, okay, since you are paying, the only thing you didn't pay is to pay for all our sins. <laughs> you can as well. So Dr. Pastor Dr. told me, talk to Dr. K. Talk to Dr. K. He's your father now. If Dr. K can do it for this person, she be just points. He didn't tell him to even pay for everything. Let him use points for you. I said, okay, I will call him. I said, I don't want to call him. He said, call him. Then I went to call Pastor Moyo. Mamora. I said, me, I don't have points. I said, well, my last option is to pay, call Dr. K. So I called Dr. K. Hello, dad. I said, how are you? He said, my stomach blast and I'm coming. He said, okay. I said, um, sir, sir, I need, I want to ask if you have points. He said, points. I don't have, oh, that's finished. I said, what's finished? <laughs> ah, <laughs> making no cause fight, oh. So he said, that's finished. So he said, Shola, I'll call you back. I'll call you back. He said, I was about to travel. And then he got to the airport. He now took a screenshot of flight tickets for me. I've said it to my, to my WhatsApp. The first one I saw was $8,500, which was even higher than. And then he wrote, he said, when you have made your decision, let me know. So in my mind, I'm thinking, maybe the decision is that, ah, maybe Dr. K wants to buy so I told him, I said, I've made my decision. He said, so have you booked? I said, okay. <laughs> now I get the message. <laughs> I get the message. Now in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, now let me say something. The Lord is my witness. I'm saying this very openly. Two weeks before that time, a man of God in this country sent me out of the blues. Somebody that I don't even have sent me out of the blues. Respectable man of God sent me 1.5 million naira out of the blues. Two weeks before that. You see how when the devil wants to finish you, he just lays these cards down for you. Sent me 1.5 million naira. Now, I have been working tirelessly for six years. I've been chasing people. Don't marry him. I say, I'll marry him. Okay, marry I, I've been chasing people. This, you are the new. I say, I'm not the new. I say, you are the new. You just don't know it. I say, I'm not the new. Say, okay, you come. Believe the Lord your God. I say, I don't want to believe. I've been chasing people six years. Just, just point. So I said to myself, I said, I know, what I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to travel this. I'm going to buy that flight ticket myself. I'm going to let him know I bought it. 
and I'm going to Dal- real life story. I'm going to Dallas for Kenneth Copeland's meeting. After I'm done with Kenneth Copeland's meeting, I will take pictures and I'll come back to Nigeria. <laughs> and I'll just post, it's great in here. <laughs> you know, I just, I just let them feel it in the other side in Chicago. There's great grace in here. You know, you say much, but they will get the message. We hurting vessels. Somebody saying so. P.S. They do like this. Hurting yeah. vessels. So I flew there. First day there, I didn't tell doctor. I just went. In my mind, I said I'm coming back. The next day was Tuesday. Doctor K called for an emergency meeting. It was towards summer blast. He called the emergency meeting. I was at Southway Believers Convention, so I plugged my ears, went outside. What happened? I'm sure you remember. We were not posting flyers for summer blast and everything. And then the next thing Dr. K said, it was like, hey, the only thing I'm seeing everywhere is the new posting or Romanesha fire tea or whatever you call that thing. <laughs> Me that was already angry. <laughs> or Romanesha fire tea or whatever you call it. Or Romanesha fire, what? <laughs> In my mind, I'm thinking to myself, number one, this ministry is not my own. Everything I'm doing is pointing to you, sir. Why? Ah! You know, at the end of that meeting, I just said, Shishika, what? I beg. Back to Nigeria. So, I went back to, I didn't go back to Nigeria. I was just struck. So, I said to myself, I'm going to go. Just out of, so I went. The moment I got to Chicago, went for summer blast, God told me, the moment you see him prostrate and greeting, honestly, I did it, but I was standing. <laughs> honestly. I did it all, but I was, in my own soul, my body was on the ground, but in my soul, like I did, I did. In my soul. Like this, I did. Man, points, points. Don't come and be telling me you brought anything to get for anybody. You made I'm sweating my heart chasing this small children. <laughs> no, not small children, but chasing these people up and down. So I prostrated. The first service I sat down there, lock, you know, <laughs> you know, like some of you now, you know, how you can be in the church. <laughs> when the man of God is preaching, you are not there. When every other thing is going on, you are there. But you're, you are that man of God. Now, now you are now. Then the Lord spoke to me and said, give him a seed you have never given him before. I said, this is the voice of the devil. This can't be the voice of God. A seed. And I've given Dr. K seeds. So if God is saying I should give him a seed, I've never given it to him before. Ah! Plus this one. But I obeyed God and I did it. You know, when they call what we call the sufferings of the saint, is you you are just going through it because you are bound by the word, what God told you. So I went there. At the end of that meeting, Dr. K called me out. It was that was when Reverend Victor, Reverend K. Reverend George prayed for me. After that impartation, God told me, you would have lost the intangible because of the tangible. 
let me say something the Lord is my witness the way people blessed me in that place from Southwest Believers Convention a guy looked at me never met him said I decide you're a pastor I think I know you I said, I said okay he said God told me to bless you he brought seed gave me $200 or $100 from Southwest from Texas two people gave me money when I got to Chicago that story I shared with you that somebody took me out for lunch gave me one million naira for sitting allowance gave me another one million for working with me and gave me another five million naira for talking what do I have in my heart by the time I was leaving Chicago I came back to Nigeria with $12,000 and God told me you would have lost the anointing and lost the tangible because you were offended offense is a trap is to cut you off once you see it Stay on the side of caution. Let your own heart. Are you following what I'm saying? It doesn't mean circumstances and things will not happen. But let your own heart be in the place where me, I'm good. The Lord preserve us. Were you blessed? Did you get something? you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.